Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Hello, my golf friend. How are you? Hope you've had a wonderful week, weekend. And before we get started, I wanted to give a shout out, speaking of listening in, to someone who sent me a note and a bunch of pictures of all of his trophies. This is Lorenzo Andres, said, Hi, Kathy, just wanted to let you know that all the hours of listening to you are paying off. I won four tournaments in a row, and I shot my career low of 66 in my most recent one. Thank you. Way to go, Lorenzo. Thank you so much for listening and putting in the work and for sharing your success with me and those pictures. Those are great trophies. Lorenzo lives in the Philippines, so I appreciate you uh, finding me in the Philippines and the podcast. It's kind of amazing that I have listeners from all over the world. To me, it's in my head. I know it's possible. (laughs) I know with technology, it's just uh, so fun to make the connections to people in different parts of the world, really. And that's That's the beauty of the podcast and being able to share what I do with all of you. So thank you for sharing that. And I do believe in so much power in listening to what I say or what might resonate with you over and over again, because the more that you do it, just like repetitions in your golf swing, the more your brain opens up to hearing it and understanding it. If the first pass, you're like, yeah, I don't get it. You haven't really given it a shot. A lot of times your brain will reject some of the things that I say instantly. And if you see that or you sense that happening, that's totally normal because it's too big of a leap for your brain to get your head around. That happened to me over and over again when I was going through this process and becoming certified and going through the training and different concepts. I really struggled with getting my head around a lot of them, but I stuck with it. And I listened to tons of podcasts and tons of trainings. And I've listened to other people get coached hours and hours and hours so that I would learn and so that I would get it and my brain would open up to it. I knew the process involved in that. Just like changing your swing, right? The more repetitions you do, the more comfortable you get, the more you kind of um, absorb it and it becomes your own. And that's the same with listening to the podcast, learning anything, really. So I appreciate you putting in the work for your own benefit there, Lorenzo, and then sharing it with me. That's so cool. Continued success this summer. Keep sending me the pictures. So I love it. All the way from the Philippines. So today I want to talk about those ghosts of shots missed in the past or blow up holes or big rounds that you can't seem to get out of your head. It's really about getting over past failures or past mistakes that we can't seem to forget. And then we go out and play the next round. We're standing on a certain hole or we have another shot that we missed in the past. We see that memory pop up in our head. And then we have that visual and we can't seem to shake it. And then we reproduce it over that shot and we hit another crappy shot or another blow up hole or have another bad round. Especially sometimes it can be this one golf course that you play. I always play bad here. I always have horrible rounds here. Or you have a hole that you like, I always triple bogey this hole, or a ball that you hit out of bounds or in the water, or a green that maybe you three-putt all the time, and you can't seem to shake that memory, I want to give you a couple of tactics to help you do that so that you can minimize it. Like your brain 
is going to want to hang on to memories that you attach a lot of emotion to, right? If you felt super crappy, you beat the heck out of yourself and your brain thinks it's a huge problem, it's going to pull it up and remind you. Don't forget, you could get injured in this place. Not that you're going to get physically injured, emotionally injured, or socially injured. And your brain wants to bring it back up so you remember it's trying to protect you. It's doing its job. There's nothing wrong if you can't seem to forget a certain hole or score or golf course or shot. You can't get the visual of what you did in the past out of your head. The reason that happens is because when it did happen, you attached a lot of emotion behind it. You attached a lot of meaning to it. And your brain's trying to bring it up to you and say, like, don't forget. I'm trying to keep you alive. Your brain still thinks it's trying to keep us alive as a species. And it thinks that emotional pain and social pain are the same thing. So it's going to alert alert you just like it would if there was a stranger walking down a dark alley. So it wants to bring it to your attention. So I'm going to walk you through a few different options. If you have a moment, a shot, or a score, or a number that you sense could be something that comes back and haunts you the next time you go out and play, right? you're going to use one of these next uh, four tactics. So the first one is, after a round, go out and hit the shot that you messed up. So let's say, for instance, you hit a bunker shot and you skull it. And you haven't had an opportunity to hit another bunker shot on the golf course, which, by the way, usually for most people, the next one's fat. We overcorrect. We just have a tendency to do this, especially out of the bunker. But let's say you just don't have an opportunity to hit another bunker shot. Go to the range and clean the slate. Hit a couple bunker shots. Stay there until you hit a couple good ones. Let your brain attach a memory to those good shots for that next round. If you hit a drive that's going off to the right, Maybe you hit it in the water out of bounds. Go to the range. Figure out how to hit your ball straight again and make that be your last memory. Same thing with putting or chipping. Just get it out of your system, that crappy shot, and put in and replace a memory of you being able to do it. And remind yourself, too, that you can still hit that shot. It has gone nowhere. This is not a problem. I got this for tomorrow. And if it's not tomorrow, still do it for the next round, whenever that might be. So if you can, this is where we head to the range after a round where we hit a couple shots that we want to shake from our memory. Don't have to spend hours. Go down there for 10 minutes. Just go, I'll be right back. Let me hit a couple bunker shots and I'll come meet you for lunch or after lunch or whatever you're doing. Go down there and hit a couple shots. The second thing that you want to try and do is make it neutral. Okay, If you make it neutral, there's not a lot of emotion attached to it. There should be no emotion attached to it. It's neutral. Neither good nor bad. If it is neither good nor bad, your brain won't attach a lot of emergency to it. Your brain doesn't have a tendency to make a big deal out of things that are neutral. So if you made a seven on a hole on that same darn hole that you do it every time, make it neutral because numbers are neutral. They are neither good nor bad until you have a story about it. So you got to shift your story. Because it's the story that is creating the emotion that your brain is attaching to and thinking that you might be in danger and need some protecting. So it wants to bring that memory back up to you. So even if your rational part of your brain is saying, no, it sucked. Making a seven sucked. Why am I going to make this thing neutral? You want to make it neutral for the benefit of your next time you go out there and play. You want to make it neutral for the benefit of not attaching any negative emotion to a seven. Because the truth of the matter, it is totally neutral. Numbers are neutral. 
your score is neutral until we decide what we want to think about it for our own benefit, right? Which is about cleaning up what you make the number mean, right? So if you're making a seven mean that I suck, I always have blow up holes. I never can put two good rounds together. I shot myself out of the tournament. I'm an idiot. If you start making it mean a lot, then your brain wants to remind you because that's pain. So your brain's going to sit there and go, don't, don't forget the next time you play this hole. This was the last time you got hurt. I just want to bring it to your attention. This was the last time you beat yourself up and you felt really crappy. Remember? Just want to let you know because I don't want to do that again. But little does your brain know by bringing it to our attention, we have a tendency to repeat it over and over again. That works if we're trying to protect ourselves from a dangerous animal. Then we're like, thank you, brain. But not so much when we're trying to stay calm or certain or confident when we're out there trying to hit golf shots with water and out of bounds. Doesn't serve us because it freaks us out. So number two is make it neutral. Number three is asking yourself, what would I do differently in that situation? It could be that you change your strategy. It could be that you're hitting a shot and you're constantly on a downhill lie off the tee box and you got to carry some water and you have a long way and you just can't get it over the water. You keep hitting it in the water. Sometimes we just never think about changing our strategy. We just keep doing the same thing over and over again. People sit there and go, I just don't know how on number 12 to get over the water. I'm always on a downhill lie and they can't hit it ankle high anyway. So it's going to go even lower. And I go in the water that, that, on that hole every single time. Well, this is a problem. <laughs> you got to change your strategy. Maybe you suck it up and hit an eight iron off the tee and then you hit another eight iron. And then you hit an eight iron over the water and take your bogey and go versus taking your double or your triple. So asking yourself after a round, when you go back through and do some post-round evaluations, which is very good for your brain, ask yourself, what would I do differently in that situation? Now you have a plan. So the next time you're in that spot, you already have an answer. You've built up your mental toolbox for that situation. And the fourth thing that I would suggest is that if a old thought or memory or visual comes up, allow it to be there. Just let it pass by like the ticker on the news. Don't freak out that it showed up. Don't make it mean anything. You can just say, I see you, but I already have a plan. I know what I'm going to do here. What happens is when we resist thoughts, when we get a little out of sorts because we see the, see the visual or we hear the thought or we have that feeling when we're standing over a shot, the bigger of a deal we make it, the more it is in our attention. It grows. So what you want to do is you want to just let it pass by. Just say, I see you. Just not today. I see you. Not today. We don't need to take it and think it. We don't have to take it and feed it and give it energy. We just let it pass on by. Not being shocked that it showed up. Of course, it's going to show up. Of course, at least it's going to have a tendency to show up. The more we resist thoughts or resist emotions, we make them bigger. So if you see or hear yourself having a visual or a negative thought, just remember to let it go by and not make it a big deal. All right, my friends. So minimizing those ghosts in our heads of shots missed, tournaments lost, holes messed up is a process. We can't just let our brain do its thing. We have to be proactive. And these are your four steps. Number one, hit some shots after. Number two, make it neutral. Number three, Consider changing your strategy on the whole, if possible. 
And number four, don't resist the thought or the visual if it comes up, just allow it to be there and let it pass on by. But have a thought, have a plan, have something in line because you did a post-round evaluation and came up with a plan. And when those thoughts come up, I just want you to remember nothing has gone wrong. You have a human brain doing what it's supposed to do. And the less of a big deal we make them after a round in our head, then the less likely we're going to have these little ghosts that pop up the next time we play. All right, my friends, if you need any help with any of this, if you want to connect with me, make sure you head to kathyhartwood.com. And I hope you have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you next Wednesday. All righty, bye.